Hi, this is Dustin. Just a little reminder that this show is for adults. In fact, this episode in particular is a casual conversation amongst adults, so I wouldn't let the little ones listen in on this one. You never know what we might say. If you're from a country that prohibits explicit language, please listen at your discretion. Otherwise, I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, doing great. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad. I am okay. so excited for today. <laughs> are you in your cupboard? I so I'm trying something different. Where I normally record is the closet that Kat and I share. Yeah. But she really wants her closet back. And she's been pretty <laughs> uh adamant about that. So I'm trying to set up my office, but my office just cannot get soundproof enough. So I'm in the closet in my office. <laughs> and this is, this is only the second time I've done this. The first one was the episode I just released with Dustin on Scream. So hopefully that sounds okay. Um, but uh, so this is this is what I have right now. It took me forever to figure out that he was in the like the closet door was to his left. This is it. This is the closet yeah. door. Like, the rest I of my like, Shelly has seen the rest of my house. This is like the only thing Shelly hasn't seen. This is <laughs> <It's> the closet. <laughs> well, there you go. Now you know all the good hiding places. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming on today. Um, I just wanted to have a little chit chat with my good online pals. Oh, it's such a good Absolutely. idea. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah totally. It. Basically, just, you know, asking how you're doing. How is everything going with you? What's been going on this past month in your world and that kind of thing? Just, you know, chit chatty, little talk yeah. show kind of thing. Oh, I love that, Dustin. That's so good. Yeah. So <laughs> um, to get started, I wanted to go into, you know, Shelly, tell us a little bit about what's going on with the Point Horror Book Club this month. Oh, yeah. So this month we're reading the yearbook by Peter Larangis, which I haven't finished yet, but it's really interesting so far. Um, didn't remember much about it from before but yeah and, and peter did a lovely message for us for for the yeah book club. yeah he's so lovely honestly he's he seems like a really so nice sweet. person yeah i did a q a with him a couple of more than a couple of years ago uh about five years ago now and he's just the sweetest honestly um, oh, that's cool but this i'm very is curious very... about the book covers because yeah <laughs> for some reason you guys have some big like tentacle like kraken type Ooh. thing coming up out of the sea and then i just have a regular old yearbook photo <laughs> with like a knife i in like it. your cover though i like it but as is yeah I, you have to read it and see okay <laughs> yeah, um, i'm gonna get there i just got mine yesterday so yeah you did. take me a minute but i'll get that in there copy you got was like pristine as well i know it's so nice i love it when i get stuff like that <laughs> brucker have you read anything lately um no not outside of like letterbox reviews um no <laughs> i've been read but i am going to start reading 
more of that book that I talk about all the time that by uh, Carol Clover, uh, Men, Women, and Chainsaws. Um, okay. I've been, uh, Orlean and I from Spooky and Strange have kind of talked about that because she got that book too. And so we're trying to do like a bi-monthly book club where we'll read a chapter and then talk about that on my show. So that's what we're um, going to try to do this year. So um, I haven't started it yet. Well, I've read the first <laughs> chapter before, but I just need to reread it for, you know, our discussion that we do in probably March. So oh, awesome. Cool. I can't wait to see that. That'll be interesting. Um, chapter by chapter update. That'd be kind of neat. I hope you don't forget too much in the month that goes by between <laughs> chapters. <laughs> no, well, it's a, well, you know, it's like a, it's a film theory, like essay. So it's more oh. kind of like, um, it, like so each chapter is kind of like a different quote lesson in a way so it'll be okay. kind of really interesting to think about the examples that she's bringing up and um it's it'll not be kind a of narrative cool. fictional book or anything like that it's no, more no, about... no 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 it, it's a it's an essay um okay. so so it'd be really cool to kind of get into that and get more into like the academic side of the, the genre and um, i think that this is be, be a really cool example because so this is the, the text where final girl was coined from this is actually like this yeah. essay is what coined it so oh, it's gonna be really okay. cool to look at it and look at all the examples that uh, clover brings up because the book i believe was published in 91 or 92 so the early 90s so there's not examples in there like scream or i know we did last summer things like that where the final girl tropes kind of evolve a little bit more so it'd be kind of cool to see what uh what tropes still stand out based on this essay and how it's kind of changed over time so that'll be the kind classic, of like a fun the thing classic to like get into. view of a final girl or something like that like stuff from like i'm guessing the 70s and the 80s mainly obviously yeah stuff from like texas chainsaw psycho is definitely kind of like the precursor of it and she even talks about that like psycho is the grandmother of all slashers um it's not necessarily <laughs> slasher itself but it is a prototype of it so um, it's a very cool thing to get into. Just looking at how like things change over time. And even when you look at movies like Black Christmas and Texas Chainsaw that were quote the first slashers, those final girls in those movies really actually subvert the tropes that we think of today. Like Jess, she's a like Jess has or I'm sorry, a lot of the characters in Black Christmas um there, there really is no rule to like sex equals death where we get that in like Friday the 13th and Halloween where we think of like how those franchises really uh, galvanized the final girl stuff, but they had the most eyes on them. That's why, you know, so that's yeah. where everybody kind of, I guess, takes those tropes and, you know, the bimbo, you know, getting slashed and hacked up or whatever, you know? So mm -hmm. when you think of black Christmas, you don't, hear a lot of people talking about that as far as mainstream goes it's more of like the indie cult thing you know mm -hmm. what i'm finding out more people go oh yeah horror people know it I'm like yeah but not everybody's a horror person so they all they don't know all about this stuff so mm. it's yeah. interesting it's interesting to you know when i watched it finally because i was gonna i'm gonna listen to brucker's episode so i'm gonna i'm gonna watch this movie damn it and then i watched it and i was like oh a lot different than i thought it was gonna be isn't it so, yeah it's it's like it's, it it's a different. really good movie it's kind of got a Hitchcocky type feel to it, you know. You know, mm -hmm. um, it's very kind of slow paced and very subtle, but it's ooh, you know, it, and you don't really get a full conclusion at the end, you know. So, so which I love. Go on. 
Yeah. And at the same time, you kind of hate it at the same time because you want to know what happens next, you know, but, you know, but still, it's still cool. I like the way it closed out. And then yeah. they go and ruin it with the remakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of them didn't even seem like it was related to it. The newer one no. <laughs> does not seem related to it at all. It's just a sorority and they're getting attacked and, and it's mm-hmm. something like having to do with some kind of cultish fraternity on campus that I don't know. That's what it looked yeah. like from the trailer, but. It's like yeah. they, what they did with the remake of um, Prom Night. They used like the premise, but the the story was just totally different, um, hmm. completely different in the remake. Yeah, why do they do it? Why? <laughs> <laughs> they got to be fresh. Like, no, I don't. Just don't remake it. Just don't make <laughs> just a sequel to thing. it. But don't remake it. Yeah, <laughs> if you really got to yeah. put something in that universe and something similar, then do that. But make it a sequel or some, you know, don't make it the first one over again because it just never works no. very very rarely very <laughs> rarely but i was just thinking about that you're talking about psycho and i was listening to um an episode of a show the other day oh my gosh i just totally forgot the name of the, of the show um oh it was called i finally watched i finally watched and they watched psycho and they were talking about how it's you know big in the horror but i don't see the horror in this I'm like because there's so much I'm like it's not it's more psychological, psychological horror than anything. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of slasher mm-hmm. element to it, but it is more psychological and it's all about the the slow pace and how it becomes unnerving after a while, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I thought that that was interesting and people keep calling Psycho the first slasher, but I'm like it doesn't not really a slasher. <laughs> there's a part where somebody gets slashed and that's, you know, but it's not doesn't make it a slasher, I don't think. I think of it more as a psychological thriller, really. But mm. that's Yeah. Me. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, other than the Scream episode, which just which just dropped last night, as of today, um, what what else do you got on the on the um, coming up on the show? Man, I have just see that, this is my problem, Dustin. I have too many <laughs> ideas that I want to do, and I'm so I'm kind of working on two things or a few things right now. Um, <clears throat> Uh, I am wanting to cover a movie COVID in here, Brucker. I don't have don't COVID. I just woke up. It's still early. My sinuses aren't. <laughs> my sinuses. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. My sinuses are fine. We actually know Kat got tested yesterday and she's negative. We're fine. We, we had like a little scare this week, but we're okay. Um, but Everybody's um, getting scared just because I inhale a little dust and I go, <clears throat> you know, and I'm like, oh no, what's going on? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, so I'm trying to work on this character study. I don't want I don't want to say the character yet, just because I want to keep that. I want to keep the allure of of who it could be. But um, so that's been a lot of fun doing this. But it's taking a lot of time to actually write out my script for it. Um, again, I need to really like get my thesis together for it. But outside of that, I got a shutter screener for this movie called Slapface. And <laughs> what do you um, do? Slap you in the face to death. <laughs> well, it's um, it's a it's a monster movie, and it deals with like I think like loss of parents and things like that, and like you know being a kid losing your mom and you know dealing with bullies and whatnot. And it looks really good. And the director Jeremiah Kip, he's been on this show called Cadaver Dogs. Yeah, I've seen you post I've, with them. Yeah, I've been kind of uh, I've been on their show, and one of them's been on mine. We've kind of have gone back and forth with each other and they've always talked highly about that director they actually had him on their show and they've they always had really nice things to say about him and Slapface. and it's like oh well i got like a early screener for this i should um so i reached out to him and 
uh, he's going to come on for an interview to talk about his movie. So I got that going on in early February. We don't have a date settled yet, but um, but we got well, that. You got in that the works. working for you? That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He says so I got I'm that exci- working on. I'm like I'm going to Caddyshack or something. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that, and um, I think the first. I guess I'll go ahead and say the one, the first movie I planned on actually covering that isn't like an interview or anything is the Wolf of Snow Hollow that um, Jim Cummings movie. I think that came out in 2020 or 2019. Yeah, I think it's I still a, remember. I remember seeing a trailer for it. It's pretty good. It's a really good like horror comedy drama. Like it's kind of all those things. Is that the one with Bill Murray in it? No, no, Bill Murray's not in it. I think that was the one with zombies. I'm thinking of one with zombies. Yeah, you're thinking of like the dead don't die or yeah, let the dead die or something like that. I think Adam Driver is also in that movie. Um, But no, Wolf of Snow Hollow is really good. It's like a modern day werewolf story in like in utah there's been all these killings in this small town in utah and jim cummings plays this cop that's uh trying to lead this investigation and he's like there's no such thing as werewolves werewolves didn't do it while the rest of the town thinks that there is an actual werewolf going around killing people and he's just losing his mind like how do people believe this there's no such thing as werewolves and like that's kind of like and he is a recovering alcoholic so there's like a, a really good parallel and allegory for his own werewolf, him dealing with alcoholism and his anger yeah. issues and everything. So it's it's a really good movie. I encourage people to check it out. It sounds really good, actually. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, that does. I saw mm-hmm. like a, there's a trailer out for a Peacock show. So sorry, Shelly, you won't have it yet. Um, <laughs> no! But it just came, it actually just dropped like this past week and it's called Wolf Like Me. And I was oh. like, does this, what is this? And it doesn't look like it's a werewolf story, but then it does. So it's, um, Josh Gad has a daughter, I, I guess he's a single dad or something. And, um, they're, you know, they're, they're just a happy little family and they're driving somewhere and the kids kind of playing in the back and then they get hit by another car. And the other driver was Isla Fisher, you know, um, mm-hmm. Borat's oh, yeah. wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he, she's like, oh my gosh, she goes and she talks to the daughter who was freaking out. And then suddenly the daughter's like uber calm and she goes, she's a lot like me. And then it goes on where she ends up having this kind of romance with Josh Gad, even though she's the one who hit the car. It's really strange, <laughs> but, and then it kind of seems like maybe she's got something going on and she has a secret. And then I'm like, and the name of the show is wolf like me. And I went, she just said she was like her. Is this a werewolf story? Cause they wouldn't show you in the trailer, but the more, now that it's dropped, they have gave a little bit extra as far as like press and whatnot. And it's sounding more and more like it's a werewolf story, kind of like a, a comedy horror, romantic comedy type thing going on. But it, I don't know. It seems really interesting. It's on Peacock. So I'm going to try to check that out. So yeah. How, oh, that how do we get that over here in the UK? Yeah. If it is any good, I'll let you know and you yeah, know, look out for know. it. Well, they seem, it's, you know, a lot more stuff seems to be popping up over there. So yeah. It's so funny. Kat was like talking to me about that because about, you know, like Peacock is in the UK. I think HBO Max isn't even in every country right now Mm -hmm. either. And Kat was talking. She goes, I just don't get it. It's the Internet. How is it just not everywhere? (laughs) (laughs) I know it's really it is. But if you think about it, it's true. You know, you can go to a dot com pretty much in any country. But until they block something, you know, and you're like, you can't look up certain things or I think it's so strange. Like, why can't we just get the same crap everywhere, guys? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because when I covered Halloween Kills, that came out on Peacock, thankfully, because um, I couldn't get to the theaters like during that time. But 
and my guest was J- uh Sher drake and he's in new zealand and i was like oh hey yeah he goes yeah well i really want to come on and talk about that movie but we're in lockdown so i can't make it to the theater and i don't have peacock down here like i, I, I try to sign up and won't let me because we don't have it so i was like hmm i so i just gave him my login information and he was able to get in so and watch the movie so that's how we got that to happen Ooh, yeah we okay, could only well. see halloween kills in the in the cinema over here it wasn't like on any channel or streaming channel mm. like cinema release but we find that quite a lot over here it's always like go to the cinema yeah <laughs> they're, they're, they're keep pushing that and like yeah just keep spreading that bug come on <laughs> um well, I don't, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I think it's because well, Peacock is owned by Universal, NBC Universal, which is Universal Studios, which is who made Halloween Kills and Halloween. So I don't, which another thing is I'm like the new Halloween. Why is that not on there? It drives me nuts. I don't understand. I'm like, I wanted to watch it, but yeah, yeah, I got to purchase it, but I can go watch the sequel to it <laughs> on Peacock. Oh. I'm like, you guys own this. Why are you making me purchase this? Oh, they do that so much. Like even on Netflix, they they do that. They always put like the sequel on, or they put the first one on and then like the third one, <laughs> and, like they miss. You got to hunt down the second one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so annoying. I don't know why they do that. Just get them all. Streamers, come on. <laughs> just get them all. And if you can't get them all, then just don't get them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that kind of bugs because I think Shudder does that. Yeah, because Shudder has the first Halloween, then they have the fourth and fifth one, and that's it. <laughs> so I've seen the fourth one a bunch. So <laughs> Yeah, like pfft, I don't care about little Jamie and her damn clown outfit <laughs> isn't it jamie that her name yeah 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 yeah. Little okay jamie, that's what i was remembering uh, so i remember daniel like, harris oh, jamie lee. yeah i was like jamie lee curtis jamie duh that's who it is named after <laughs> it's very obvious but uh yeah they did that what was i watching it was on um they had the hitman bodyguard's wife or, oh yeah or the hitman's wife's bodyguard or something like that that's on hbo max but they don't have the first one the hitman's bodyguard <laughs> And I'm like, I have to go purchase it or rent it to watch it. And I've never seen it. I'm like, well, that sucks. Whatever. That's how they get you. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, (laughs) anyway, so let's do a little mental health check-in. Shelly, how is life treating you? Life is okay. (laughs) Crazy as ever. Um, No, yeah, all good. Busy. Um, Just generally, like, work and then... Yeah. Trying to do like fun things. The like daily grind. <laughs> well, how's your um, your son's adjustment to his new school been? Yeah, so he started, so over here it's called college. So I'm not sure over, we did have this discussion, Justin, didn't we? We did, but I never it. remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't never remember, but it's college over here. So he's like um, 16. He'll be 17 in a couple of weeks. So I know I don't look old enough to have a, a 17. Sounds like he's in junior year of high school over here. Right. 17 was a good year. I remember that. That was a good summer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he's settling in okay now so um it's got uh a lot of work to do and I do try and help him with his maths homework but it goes over my head <laughs> so he's doing like a levels a level maths so we do like a levels over here before they go to university so uh, okay but yeah yes. they started doing did you you didn't have to have the uh core, common core did you brucker or are you just past that was that past your era um that doesn't ring a bell so i don't okay, know <laughs> they had that common core math they have out now and 
that they teach in schools. They mandated that everybody oh. has to teach it this way. And it's like, instead you had to go around the world to get the conclusion. We could just say two plus two equals four. <laughs> but they're like, but if I give you five and I take one away, how many is that? And you're like, well, you take one away and that's four. No, no, no. How did you get to that conclusion? Well, I separated them. And then it's like, it's really, I don't understand it at yeah. all. It's basically just convoluted and crap. It just made stuff confusing just to make it confusing. But it was very simple and very easy to get in the first place. So well, now they have I, to yeah. think about outside the I've box. honestly never seen equations or anything like what I've seen my son do. He's like, he got stuck the other night and, you know, like a good mom, you say, oh, if you need any help, give me a call. And I'm thinking, oh, God, I'm going to have to, like, learn it on YouTube or, like, <laughs> Google or something. To, so like, is it just, okay, so it's equations and so it sounds a lot like algebra or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, or the calculus, or, calculus or, or trig or, you know, anything. I never took up. calculus or trig and or I, physics. So, no, never it's did physics crazy. either. I've never seen yeah. anything like it. But, I had to yeah. do all that in college. Oh, no, thank you. No, thank you very much. But you did more sciencey stuff. And unfortunately, when you do science stuff, math comes along with it. When I'm doing like performing arts, I don't really have to yeah. <laughs> learn too much as far as math goes or science actually but man if i could go back because i took like theater classes and like creative writing class and like just like i took like a lot of stuff that was outside of my major as well as like electives and things and i always mm -hmm. enjoyed those classes so much more than yeah because uh, you didn't feel the obligation to do things just so you know and Mm -hmm. You actually were there for the enjoy. You chose to go there, so it was, you know it wasn't an obligation to take the class for whatever major you had. But yeah, it was it was it was also fun because a lot of those classes were discussion based, or there weren't tests. It was just essays, so you had to really um, put your like creative writing skills, or just like you know, like your um, just writing skills really to the test and things like that. And I wish I took more like film classes. I only took one quote film class it wasn't even really a film class i took this history course it was called modern u.s history through fiction and film so let's say like we were studying world war ii we wouldn't read a textbook about world war ii we would read and watch movies that came out in the 1940s and just okay. to get an idea of what the culture was like at the time through the reflection of art that was going on. Oh, okay. So it's, it was, it, you're not, it's not stuff about the 40s. It took place, it literally was made and took place in the 40s type of stuff. It wasn't yes, like, and it's like a reflection of, because, you know, it was made during the time. So we got to see like, so like there was all these movies and stories about characters that went through, like that came back from the war and how they were dealing with like PTSD and everything. And how like, it's crazy to think about how we today think that we take PTSD seriously and everything. But, and that like, in the past we didn't and it's true we didn't but it's interesting to like the art and movies and books and short stories that were coming out at the time that was still part of the subtext that like people were dealing with ptsd but it wasn't like it was so just kind of showing back then <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that's exactly it yeah people were shell-shocked and going through it and having trouble like soldiers that came back were having a hard time you know adjusting back to civilian uh, jobs and everything and but it's kind of like there was no real solution it's kind of just like showing hey this is a problem and so it, it was a very cool way to study history that way just by looking at the art that was coming out at that time i wish i took more classes like that yeah i like that kind of stuff too it's kind of philosophical in the same way you know i took philosophy and i aced it without really having to study because i was so interested in it 
And I took, you know, psychology, same thing. I didn't have to study. I didn't barely took any notes. I took psychology 101 and 102 and it was aced it flat out. Didn't have to study anything. It was awesome. So I, yeah, I love those kind of electives. And I, I was like, man, I should have gone to psychology or something. <laughs> I did psychology as well. I I found that so interesting, psychology. And and I did um, English literature and I did music as well. Mm. Um, But the only thing is with music. So, you know, like the new West Side Story that's come out. I just literally, I can't go and see it because for for my A-level music, we had to like study West Side Story like in depth. Um, mm. so oh, so you've so, got like, burned every, out on it, and every single note, like it would be like, oh, you know, why did he choose to do this fleckle at this point and stuff like this? So oh, wow. because he likes just... it, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I hear the song, or like I hear certain bits of it of the song, like the main song from it, and I just, yeah, I'm like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. It's me for life. see that's what you do teachers don't don't press that kind of insignificant crap on people i'm sorry it is it's insignificant (laughs) it doesn't matter that person thought it liked they liked it and they did it and that's why it turned out so good yeah now you're analyzing it to death like stop it (laughs) it was a simple choice my goodness okay well brucker how about your new job and the wedding plans how are those going oh yeah oh my god um well this week was Yesterday was really good, but this for I'm talking about work. Um, work was freaking crazy this week just because of COVID. Like the the lab that our clients send their samples to, they are kind of hit really hard with COVID right now. So there's a lot of delays, and mm. on top of that, you know, just scrambling with new clients that are coming in, and then having to deal with very difficult people that you know get mad every time I can't like cut them a deal with a discount or something. And we actually had to, I had to on Friday, I had to fire a client. Um, so <gasps> that was fun. And that sounds that was like, like so much fun. That is like one of the best phrases ever. I had to fire it. You had to, you got to. <laughs> yeah. Were, you, were well, you like the apprentice? Like you fired. <laughs> no, it was, it, again, this is a client. So it wasn't employees. So I didn't feel bad because like nobody's losing a job or anything, but this person was just being so <sighs> demanding and they were demanding things that we honestly just don't even offer. And we were just like, where is he getting this? He read the contract. Like we don't do this. And this got so far up the chain that the president of the company was now being CC'd in all these emails. And as a team, we got together and we were just like, yeah, we believe it's best just to go ahead and close this out tell him sorry we can't do this and brucker's the new guy so he has to tell him oh that's hard oh man it's also my job that is also part of my job to do that actually but uh so so you know we 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 got it resolved and everything but it was just and i was just like dreading doing doing that but uh, so it was a very hectic week but yesterday friday was really good because it was like a slower day besides firing that client um and had a really good meeting with my manager. Uh, it was, you know, things are going well. And then I got the, I did like Instagram live yesterday. I got like a really nice surprise from a oh, so director that. that I interviewed. She sent me oh, yeah. a, a signed copy of her movie that I got to talk with her about and a signed vinyl copy of the, the, the original soundtrack and score. Yes. Movie. It was, it was, it was, so it was a really great way to like 
end a stressful week and start the weekend. So that was um, so so I'm doing that really well awesome. now. I mean, I'm, I mean, the freaking vinyl alone was awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know? it was. That, was, that was so cool. And it was, it was so cool. when people do that, that's something you wouldn't normally get as a gift from somebody, you know, a vinyl. No, record, and so. it was so funny because I knew the DVD was coming because I I bought the movie and I, you know, I asked her first if she would be OK with it. And she said, absolutely. So like I mailed mailed it to her. And it took me like six months to mail it to her just because like I was moving and I got a new job and everything. And uh, so it took me forever to to say, sorry, I I went to antique shopping as you do with your in-laws. And (laughs) I came across all these old like Star Trek comics and she's a huge. So this director I'm talking about, her name is Natasha Kermani and she's a huge Star Trek fan and just a sci-fi person. I was like, Oh, this would be like a, a cool way to say like hey sorry it took me six months to mail you a dvd when you're the one that's doing me a favor right back yeah (laughs) yeah so um so i got her a star like an like a star trek comic from like it's not that old it's like from like the 80s or 90s but it was still like cool it was you know considered vintage and so i just like included that in there as like a little gift so she said that so she put in the vinyl as like a little thank you on top of that and everything but uh so it was just, it was just a cool way to start my weekend awesome yeah. that is cool yeah and it's my birthday weekend that we're recording this not, i'm not oh, saying yeah, that right. your birthday's tomorrow yes vintage. <laughs> <laughs> hey vintage he's about to put you valuable. on mute shelly <laughs> <laughs> i'm in good condition i'm not mint but <laughs> not mint condition. I'm in resellable condition. You make a little bit of profit off of me. But yeah. There's a store in town here called Vintage But Modern, and that's Dustin. Vintage but modern. There you go. We'll take that. I'm ever evolving. <laughs> yeah. I'm so I'm taking it day by day, I guess you could say. Um speaking of that, like, yeah, evolving thing, not in mint condition. Learned in December that I'm pre-diabetic. Oh, which yeah. is I'm not diabetic yet, but it's getting there apparently. Ooh, just waiting Aww. for that day, get, waiting for that call. Um, so now I believe in you. I know. Well, hey, I've done well. Like I've, I've you straight a little bit. During, what'd you say? How have you adjusted to that? You okay? And yeah, um, I've you know, I've for Christmas time it was hard because of all the sweets and all that you know. And I went ahead and just cheated, especially for like a week. I was like, I'm just gonna cheat, you know. And then it's after so that, not to. Yeah, I know. Christmas. And I've been I've been using the artificial sweeteners, which is not great, but using some of that it's still not good for you. Yeah, I know. Um, it's I need I need if I have coffee, I have to have it sweet. I just can't have like black coffee. Just I can't do it. So I've been using like that's the only time I've used it though. Really, I mean, I've had some like diet sodas and whatnot, but um, I've tried to stay away. I've, I keep below like two thousand calories a day. I try to stay away from the bad carbs. I haven't had many potatoes or white rice or anything like that. I basically stick with vegetables and um, meats and whatnot. But I'll have some brine rice. Brown, brine rice? What the hell is that? <laughs> Brown rice. <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, multigrain breads and stuff like that that have like really low calories, very low carb count, you know, and no sugar in them either. I got some no sugar bread, which is That's very good. rare over here. Oh, wow. Every bread pretty much is made with sugar in it in the United States, unless it says otherwise. Yeah, I learned, I think in the UK, Subway's bread isn't considered bread because there's too much sugar in it. Mm, Yeah, lots of lots of sugar. Oh, that's interesting. And you know what? It's not bad without the sugar. So I'm not really sure why we need all that sugar in the bread, but it's to get you addicted to it. 
I guess so. It's the only thing they could put nicotine in in stuff. They would. Oh, they they, totally would. They would. They would want you to get addicted to anything. Get put it in our vegetables then, so that way we're all addicted to vegetables. (laughs) Yeah, I could you know give it to some fruits, just shoot them up with some nicotine. But yeah, you gotta be careful with those artificial sweeteners because I remember when we were studying this in school. I mean, this is if you're using it chronically, like all the time, but because since like your so your tongue is like, you know, like the first thing that like signals your body like, hey, this is what's coming. Mm -hmm. And if it like because stuff still tastes sweet, so it'll train your body. like, Oh, hey, sugar's coming. So like, go ahead, get all those enzymes out. But then if you do that chronically and your body will adapt to like, oh, sugar actually didn't come. So it'll stop releasing. So your body thinks it's now deprived of sugar, so it won't release it from the cells and you're now harboring sugar even more now even though that you're just taking artificial sweeteners all the time okay well thank you for telling me i usually just do it with coffee in the morning and then i'll i still have some stuff with sugar in it but just not Mm -hmm. a lot i've just really like i said it's like if you're like chronically doing that all the time yeah i'm not doing that no (laughs) yeah no but thank you for oh sorry justin i'll definitely watch some a program um about like you know um like these diet bars or I don't know what, you know, like um, yeah. substitutes for like cake or, or something like that, that are meant to be like low calorie. And there was like a, a whole thing about um, how they put something else in them to obviously then still give you the craving very much like what you're saying, Brooke. And it was just fascinating. Like you don't realize what's quite in stuff that you're eating sometimes Do you know something that's going to make it addictive for sure yeah yeah i think they were messing with dasani for a while there weren't they like adding something in there to make it more tasty so that you oh. would want to drink that over other waters and yeah oh, from what gosh. i understand this is just rumor from what i've read and heard so that could be true could be not true mm-hmm. I don't know, look it up i don't care i don't <laughs> really hate i really 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 hate the idea of like bottled water and everything and it's yeah I don't know, especially like Nestle, who's like such an evil company. They just because, you know, they'll go to like countries that are deprived of water and then they'll just capitalize on that and really up uh, up the prices of bottled water for those places. And uh, mm-hmm. Nestle is a very evil company. <laughs> we really need to get more into the whole recyclable bottle. You know what I mean? Like just reusing bottles over and over and Mm -hmm. getting good filters. I mean, in my area, we have some of the best drinking water around um, because our reserve, what do you call it? The underground, um, is it conifer? table? I don't know, something, whatever. But we (laughs) apparently have a really good filtration system. And, you know, and so it's one of the cleanest bits of water. They bottle our water to sell all over the country. So, you know, but I still, we still get bottled water around here, which is like, uh, and I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm sorry to say I do it too, but <laughs> yeah, I, I need do. a, bril- I need a Brita filter, <laughs> but the thing <laughs> is those cost a lot too. Like, <laughs> so it's just yeah. one of those, you know, I don't know. I yeah. don't drink it all the time. So I try to refill the bottles too. So when I get done with this, I can put more water in it from the sink, you know, and just drink it that way. I still kind of do that and get those cold mm-hmm. as much as possible, but. Yeah, so that's our um, conservationist corner. Um, <laughs> hey, that should be something that every podcast has. Conservationist <laughs> corner, and you know, dietary restrictions by Brucker. Um, <laughs> talk to your doctor. Don't listen to me. Yeah, talk. To- <laughs> I feel like I need to have that disclaimer. <laughs> All views expressed by therein, you know, whatever. Um, your results yeah. may vary. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, so one thing I want to do is kind of want to introduce a little topic each time I do this Dustin checks in thing, just something to to kind of uh, go off, you know, top of your head. And considering it's the beginning of the year and the whole Omicron, Omicron, I keep saying, is it Omicron? Um, that's how it's I've Omicron. been saying it. Omicron? Oh, I thought you were saying Omicron. And then I realized, there, I was like, oh, there's less letters in this word than what I'm getting. I know, it. I'm looking, I'm like, wait, Omicron? Omicron? It sounds like that's what it should be, but, you know, anyway. Omicron. Omicron. Um, since that's going on, you know, everybody is, <laughs> everybody is, you know, kind of canceling <laughs> award ceremonies, ceremonies, ceremonies. We're going to share, guys, and you get an award for it. <laughs> So just make sure you get out your feelings and ceremonies needs to be a thing. Oh my god, <laughs> we're gonna have some. Sh- we just had a ceremony, basically. This is what the show is. It's a ceremony. Ceremony. <laughs> I really start calling. You know what? Oh there we go. God. That's the name of this segment. Ceremonies. <laughs> no, I don't know. But yeah. yeah, so all these award shows are getting canceled and the ceremonies are being moved and whatnot. So you got like the Grammys and Critics Choice Awards and probably the Academy Awards. And then the Golden Globes just went up and just, you know what, we're not even gonna have a host. We're just gonna announce everybody online who won, who's nominated, who won, boom, oh on God. one day. Have a Twitter thread about it. That's all it was. It was like, what? <laughs> that was your <laughs> award show? But okay, for the first thing I want to ask is have either of you ever won an award? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, I've won. I've won awards for like blogging, <laughs> things like that. Nothing's like major, <laughs> but like. Can you? What's blogging, by the way? Like, do so, you mean like in theater or like? No, in so like, um, like for. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so for I run like a book blog. Um, I used to. I mean blogging. Blogging. Oh, I thought you were saying blocking. (laughs) It's my own. Like with okay. We both heard that. We're like, wait, what is that? We heard blocking. Like B-L-O-C-K-I-N-G. Yeah, I can do a bit of blocking. (laughs) 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 No, blogging. It's my accent. It's um yeah. <laughs> but That's okay, Bromy, go for it. <laughs> I wouldn't like um like a awards for my my blog and things like that. Um, but well, it's that's saying, awesome. Nothing too serious, but it's kind of nice. It was nice at the time. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> got whatever. A little, got a little glass trophy and and things like oh, that's that. That's so cool. So, yeah, it was. Like, I haven't won an award in years. Won anything? <laughs> that's awesome. Did you get anything last. in high school or anything? No, I was always last at everything in high school, like Aww. last. Um, I did come second place once. I think I did go, get like a certificate for like, so I used to be in a band at school. Um, so I used to play the guitar and uh, sing and stuff. And we came second in the music competition. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we uh, we wouldn't like something for that. I just can't remember what it was. It was like well, a badge nice still. or something. Those were the days. Those are the days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just get, I got my, like in my head. I'm like, I'm seeing Shelly. I'm like trying to think of Shelly in high school playing the guitar and singing. Oh, I've got a picture. I have to send it you of me. Like I've got, <laughs> well, I've got a couple of pictures. One of me actually playing in this band. And then two, there's like one of me playing my guitar in my pajamas when I'm like a teenager. <laughs> so I have to dig them out and send them to you. The, Quite I don't know why I have like you in this like 
in my head, it just the first thing that popped in my head was like Carol Baskin <laughs> with a guitar singing like Kumbaya or Oh my goodness. I don't know. I don't know why, but what's like your face? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what to say to that, Dusty. I but... don't know why. I mean, I don't. I don't see you as that type of person. But when you said like back in the day, I played guitar, and I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. you know. this is very much a rock band, more like Nirvana and uh, hell yeah, covers and things like that. So yeah, it was it was fun, fun, fun. But, yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Did you have a Nirvana phase there, Brucker? Did you, oh, you play an yeah. instrument oh, yeah. for one of the awards? Uh, wait, what, what about Nirvana in awards? That's <laughs> what you said. <laughs> did you play any instruments or win any awards? Oh, did I play any instruments? No. Um, I'm probably the least musical person you could find off the street. Um, <laughs> I was forced to play the recorder like every fourth grader. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't play any musical instruments. Um, but awards, yeah, I won. I mean, I won some like, you know, academic stuff. But when I was in grad school, this was the thing I was thinking, I think most proud of during grad school was. Um, so I had to teach. I taught uh, biology. Cl- <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who didn't see the foam that was on the door of Rucker's closet that he's in. My house is falling <laughs> apart <laughs> as we speak. Um, but anyways... You're just going to go right back there. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> so when I was in grad school, I had to teach biology and anatomy courses for mostly freshmen. And I also taught for some nursing students that were like juniors. Mm-hmm. And um, you have a ghost. That thing does not want to stay on that door. I do have a ghost. Uh-huh. I'll be okay with that if I do have a ghost. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I... I Long story short, I won an award for outstanding teaching uh, by a graduate student for these freshman courses that I would teach. Um, And I was very proud of that. Uh, I got lots of because it was all based off of reviews from students and things like that. So um, and I really enjoyed my students. I, I always except for the nursing students. They were terrible people. But um, I had a, I, I had a, I had a really good time with that. And uh, like I said, the nursing students just didn't—they didn't like me because my quizzes were quote too hard because I didn't make the multiple choice. And I was Aww. like, "You're a junior in college. You're going to be a nurse like soon. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> you have should be able to choice. like mm, figure this stuff out." Yeah, like it's called studying. But um, <laughs> being anyways, engaged in your anyway. subject. But yeah, so. Yeah, I'll say any teaching award. I think that's the one that I'm most proud of. Um, and that's there's like, awesome. like I said, some like academic stuff in high school. You know, like I, I think I won like a math award my senior year. Um, but to be honest, there wasn't much competition. Um, <laughs> Dang. I don't know well, if that's gloating you know, or if you just had a really small school. <laughs> it was, I mean, it's, you know, it's senior year. People aren't checked in everybody's on the senior slide nobody's senior in for, for yeah. trig and everything so it was um it was it, that that's what i meant i, what, I didn't mean that i was with dummies it's just everybody was already <laughs> in there so much smarter than you freaks everybody was already checked into their dorms basically mentally so that's why <laughs> oh, good good for you yeah i only won like i won a thespian award for best actor in my school that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And then that was, yeah. Uh, well, 
And I also won Best Actor in the State of Mississippi as well that same year. So that was that was all senior year of high school, and that's the last awards I've ever won. <laughs> it's been all. So, are you? Did you grow up in Memphis or in Mississippi? Because I thought that I feel like we I'm in the Memphis before. area. Like literally, Memphis is two miles down the street from from me. Um, oh, okay, but, but it's in Mississippi. In I'm right across the state lines. So I'm a suburb of Memphis. Gotcha. So. Shelly, j- just because because I know you, you don't know. Um, <laughs> so we're the state that I'm from. It's called Tennessee. And it's like a very long state. And Memphis is part of that. And I'm from which is like the very east corner or I'm sorry, west. Yeah. Southwest yeah. corner of it. And I'm from the middle of the state. Uh, so, right. yeah. So just to kind of give you like, Dustin yeah. and I were kind of close a little bit when, when I was living in Tennessee Aww, and then you moved down to Alabama and but you're still kind of, I mean, it probably wasn't that much. It's a little bit further away, but it wasn't too much of a time difference, but now you're moved on the East coast. So <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, now I'm in South Carolina. Away. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. There's a destination corner right there. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's all happening today. It is. <laughs> So do you think, like, speaking of awards, by the way, do you think it's really an award if you campaign for it? Or should it just be based on just getting outstanding response just initially from your peers or critics and stuff? Like, let's, entertainment-wise, let's say, do you think, you know how they're like, I'm campaigning, you know, they're campaigning for this person to get a Best Actor Awards. They send in, like, all these videos and, you Mm. know what I mean? And then, like, oh, they get nominated. They must have earned it. like, but you also shouldn't they just not look at everything and that you shouldn't have to send stuff in because that feels like cheating in a way. I don't know. That's just <laughs> they, wow. they do that. Like, they do they do that in the book industry as well quite a lot with the awards and stuff. So it's like um, a lot a lot of the books on like award um, things have been put forward and I think they've been paid for or some some type of funding to get on the initial list before it goes through to the to the next award. So I think it goes on quite a lot. In it the just industry. doesn't feel right for some reason, you know? Mm. I agree with you in that like it shouldn't be that way, but at least like like with the Academy Awards, I feel like that they do ignore a lot of stuff because it isn't like high art or whatever. Mm-hmm. Kind of like high funded either, you know what I mean? Like it's not one of a major studio. So it's like, well, we're not going to look at that. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like for things like that, because a lot of stuff does get ignored. Um, I mean, let's think about what, what, what year did the dark Knight come out? Was that 2008? That something like that. Yeah. That movie literally changed how the Oscars pick best pictures. Cause a lot of people were upset that that didn't even get nominated for best picture. I'm not, I don't even know what won that year, but I'm, I'm not saying because I, I, I can't think of the other nominees. I'm not saying for sure that should have won, but I remember there was a lot of backlash from the Oscars that it wasn't even in conversation. So that movie changed how the Oscars do it. And they I think they added a few more slots for best mm-hmm. picture because of that. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, The Dark Knight was a very you know commercially successful movie. And, you know, Heath Ledger uh, won Best Actor for that uh, posthumously. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it definitely got credit and everything. But I think that's I think that's like a good example of how well, there the were a lot of movies really... even before then that were either fantasy or sci fi mm-hmm. or something that, 
you know, it's always been like dramas and maybe mm-hmm. like those comedy dramas. It's kind of like dark comedy, you know, that would win things. And you're like, but this was hilarious or this was, you know, perfectly done. And it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why are these really big? Just because why does somebody have to be in a regular movie for them, for their acting to count? Like, you know, you got to think about it. Mm-hmm. You watch some of these fantasy movies and stuff and there's, there's stuff CGI in, and you have to act with a, like a puppet or something. And then, you know, until the real character is put in, that's, that's acting. That's hard to do. Pretend something is actually there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. It takes some skill. So, yeah. and convince people that's going on. It is curious yeah. how things are picked. Um, as you say, and it's definitely uh, it's definitely something that goes on behind the scenes. <laughs> Gotta be. Yeah, and like I don't know. I also just feel like the Oscars don't treat everything how it should. Like when it was really awesome when what was it like two years ago? Oh, what was that Korean movie that won? Um, Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When Parasite won, that was a really great movie, but it was so shitty how they kind of didn't really let the filmmakers have their moments on stage to mm-hmm. have their moment on stage to sink it in and let them give their uh give their little speech and the, like they started to play the music to, you know to play them off and then the the audience started to be like no let them keep going you know let them mm-hmm. have this because this was such a cool thing to have a foreign movie win best picture so i yeah, so I mean, I think it's awesome that they won, but still, kind of like things like that, like them not really. It's very obvious they're trying to push people out, kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's, yeah. So I used to be like really into the Oscars, like when I was in high school, and think about you know what movie should win this and blah blah blah. But now I'm kind of just like, I I just I have a hard time getting into it just because I feel like stuff that does deserve it doesn't always get recognized. Yeah, and you know that's what I was going to go to next. I was going to say, does winning an award really matter, or does it make you more interested in a property or a person at all nowadays? For me, for me, I don't think. Like, if I see on Academy Award winning actress or actor that it doesn't make me want to go and see the film any more than the normal. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. I know it's meant to give them prestige and a bit more credibility and that, but it's if I like the actor, I'll go and see them in the film. It it doesn't matter if they've won an award to me or not. Yeah. I think like the best example of that is Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Yeah, I, was, I mean yeah. He's only won one award, and it felt like they were just giving it to him just to give it to him that year. Yeah. <laughs> he was the Susan Lucci of the year type of thing. <laughs> ear, ear. Everybody's bugging us about this. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm. yeah, I, I agree with that. I, You know, sometimes, I mean, sometimes it'll get, it'll put it more in your radar, maybe. You know, like, oh, okay, people, you know, they won an award. Why would it win an award? You know, that kind of, maybe that kind of curiosity. But like what you're saying, Shelley, just because somebody won an award in another movie doesn't mean like their other movies or other appearances aren't going to be, yeah, or, you know, high caliber or just you know, even if it's if if you're looking for the hoity-toity art house film or if you want some kind of comedy, you've noticed like a lot of people. Meryl Streep is a you know mm. is a great example of that. She wins a lot of awards all the time, but she's not every movie she does is not award winning. You know, like she'll do yeah. some just for fun and just be silly and. Or, you know, do different character. And then other times she just, you know, it seems like she's really gunning for an award. So 
Mm-hmm. That, that's the best way I can like the, I can I like Meryl Streep, and if they put Academy Award winner Meryl Streep, I'm like I don't care about the Academy Award winning part. I like Meryl Streep. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm exactly the yeah. same. Yeah. Like she, she was in that Netflix movie. Don't look up. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. Is it good? I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was very funny. It's very frustrating, but it's very funny. Mm. Yeah, that's what I heard is frustrating. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna make me mad. I just know it. So I don't know. I, I might watch but, it. We'll see. But I really dug it. I didn't really get why it was getting scathing reviews from some people, but it was. I thought it was like pretty good. I mean, it's not winning any Oscars, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> That's why I got scathing <laughs> reviews because it was, oh, this isn't Oscar worthy for all these people that are in it. And you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Not every time is it supposed to be about winning an award, guys? Sometimes they just did it for fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's really felt like one of those examples. Like, people just need to chill and just laugh at this movie. Mm. Okay. I'm definitely going to check it out then. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. I've been hearing, like, you've been hearing mixed things about it, but I kind of like that. When when I hear people say, oh, no, it was rubbish, and that I kind of piques my interest more then because then I want to... <laughs> How bad to was it? My, yeah. <laughs> to make my own opinion. Yeah. I'll tell you what, what my best friend told me because he watched it before I did, and this is what the mindset I went into it, into the movie with, and I think it, like, helped me with my expectations. He goes... It's a really good SNL skit, basically. <laughs> oh. Super long, yeah. Yeah, he goes. It's like a. T- he goes. Imagine Leonardo DiCaprio is hosting SNL, and this is his digital short for the weekend. And okay. Like he was going okay. to it with that mindset. I was like, okay, and it was perfect. <laughs> huh. Okay, Intrigued. I'll definitely think about that then. Yeah, I will sure. as well. So, what kind of like I know you know how you look at like MTV and movie awards and stuff like that, and you see they have these different categories. Which are fun. They're fun categories, you know, best kiss and you know, best villain and stuff like that. <laughs> um, which I love those. I love those type of things. They do that in like Teen Choice Awards too sometimes, you know, like best on screen chemistry. I don't know. I think. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't watched those before. I forever. love stuff like that. <laughs> I do too. Like, what would you like to see for any kind of like film or TV or music or podcasts or books? Like, what kind of awards would you like to see go out there? Best on-screen kill. We need to. Yes. We need to have this. I will campaign for this, and not just at a horror award show. It needs to be. You know Doesn't what I mean? Like, no, no, no. I want this to be an Oscar. Like I got, I got the Oscar for best on-screen death. And um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> they that should be, be so more cool. like best, like this type of scene type show stuff at the Oscars. You know, because mm-hmm. sometimes it's not the whole, not the whole. I'm gonna say episode, the whole movie or the whole performance of somebody. But maybe this scene directed just this way was. perfect. Perfect. You know, you've, mm-hmm. you've seen those movies where they have a great fight scene and it might not be the best movie, but it still you have, oh my, that sequence was awesome. Oh, why is that winning awards? Mm. You know, and it's not just, oh, best director and direction or best lighting. It should just be for this best scene, like all together, the lighting, yes. the acting, the yes, everything yes, yes. put together should be given an award, you know? Mm. And yes. I think that'd be kind of cool. Revenge of the Sith would have won best sword fight that year. Whenever that came out in 2005, that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> best sword fight, I love it. But do they do like um, best, like, I don't think they do over here, like best episode. Do they do anything like that over there? No, mm-hmm. they'll do like best writing for an episode of like a show. You but know, not like writing. They don't do like overall, like, yeah. you know, they'll say best show in general. Hmm. But I don't think that's you know because sometimes there should some be shows like just... a best episode like what you're saying with the scene like best yeah. episode um, like you know when we watched um, Only Murders in the Building um, oh yeah the silent yeah episode. and the the silent episode 
that should have just won an award like for itself for its own episode i think that would be mm. cool and the thing is that's probably just going to get nominated for writing because they mm. that's how they nominate shows for writing they choose episodes so i'm like why yeah. don't they just choose full-on everything in this episode was perfect the acting the direction the writing everything you know sound yeah. design mm. which it was because you kind of heard that muffled sound of stuff mm. going on because he you know the character wasn't completely deaf but he yeah. was the best fully yeah that's kind of stuff like all together like everybody would get to go up on stage everybody who worked on that all, episode gets yeah to go on up that on stage. Episode. yeah that would be really interesting i yeah. think that'd be really cool they should do I feel that like I, I could already hear some people uh, getting upset with that. Like, oh, we're just giving participation awards away now for doing a movie. Like, we, just, we had to come up with all these awards to get people something. But no, I, I think that'd be cool to expand it some and have like these uh, cool extra criteria to for people to win stuff. Mm. Like best joke. Yeah. yeah. Best joke in a movie, like, you know, the whole setup and everything. Because that's what, you know, if you see comedy, it's mm. all, you know, the whole thing's funny, but then you have a whole setup to a certain sequence sometimes, like best, like, comedic sequence slash joke or whatever. That, yeah. You know, everybody's laughing their asses off, you know, years ago, especially like the Far- Farley brothers. Mm-hmm. They would have won a lot of those <laughs> mm. a while back, you know? Um, yeah. I think that'd be kind of fun. I don't know. Because that'd be kind of like interesting to get into about like, like the criteria for like the best joke because you know it's such a uh, subjective thing that that people you know some people you like it or they don't so it'd be kind of interesting to see like how they critique the the setup and the punchline and the mm-hmm. you know or was it just like a one-off random line that was funny uh kind of thing so that'd be kind of interesting to if that were like an actual award like how that, how that gets thing. graded yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> what no, about on in books, Shelley? What kind of book award would you want to see? I'm sure you want to see best kill or something like that in there yeah, too. De- definitely like best kill. Um, so yeah, so villain is always like I like in a book. I love a, a good villain. Um, but yeah, definitely. You know what? Best you should do your kill. own award show, like Tales of Point yeah. Horror award show, like. Off the books that you've read in a year or something like mm. I know you did. I know you did like what you like better. You like this book better. You like I know you did that at the end of the year last yeah. year. And but you could still kind of go which character, or which heroine did you like the most, or which villain did you yeah, like the most? Yeah, that's such a good idea. Like, and then you know you can message the authors and and, and then uh, see how they feel. Maybe they want to say, oh, thank you for choosing my character for blah 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 for being yeah, you know could oh. be fun. That would be so awesome. I also think like most annoying character and yes. things like that because like there's some annoying characters, especially in like nineties, nineties um, <laughs> point horror. Um, but yeah, stuff like that would be like so cool. Um, I'm trying to think what else, like villain. There should or... be like best onomatopoeia <laughs> for it. Like, oh wow, well, they really spelt this noise how it sounds in my head. <laughs> thud. Oh my gosh, just what a thud sounds like. <laughs> they did so well. Oh, we, and, like you... the little award is just like that comic book, like pow, like thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like spiky cloud. Oh, you wait till you start reading the yearbook, Dustin. It's um, there's some imagery at the start. That oh my will lord! Definitely okay. win an award <laughs> for like perfect. most crazy imagery. Um, perfect, yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. So that would be funny. Oh, that would be funny. That's great. <laughs> 
awesome so much. Thank you guys so much for coming on today. Um, I just really appreciate it and I appreciate your support and I love, you know, talking with you guys as much as possible. And, uh, same here, man. Yeah. If you want to find Brucker, he's at Brucker horror on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to find Shelly, do you want to give your, uh, tales point horror? Is it tales point horror book club on (laughs) Instagram? It's on Instagram tales point horror book club or on Matt Shelly toy on Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, okay. And tales P H B C on Twitter. Yeah. I kind of use that for like updates and stuff, but uh, yeah, you can find me anywhere, really. I'm normally yeah. around like a bad smell. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you reach out to them on social media and give their show or give Brucker's show a listen and uh, follow um, Shelly for sure because she's got all this cool um, Point Horror Book Club stuff she does the, every month yeah. for different books and cool That's chats disgusting. and she chats with authors and other people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really cool stuff. Oh, and, thank uh, you. Yeah, you're welcome. So if you want to reach out to me on social media, if you have any episode ideas like YA books or TV shows to watch, you can reach out to me at Dustin underscore Holden or on Instagram at Dustin can read. Um, you can also buy me a coffee at, at buymeacoffee.com slash Dustin can read. Buy Brooker a coffee too, by, by the way. <laughs> I love coffee. He loves it. He's on buy me a coffee as well. And uh, send a little tip or donation our way. That'd be great. And, you know, it goes towards movies for him and books and stuff like that for me. But, um, you know, I hope to have other tip avenues available one day. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I've been toying around with maybe starting a Patreon this year, but uh, I'll see if I have time for it. <laughs> yeah. That's the same thing for me. I'm like, can I dedicate time for extra content other than what I'm doing right now? So I'm not and, and do it consistently, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's kind of hard to do. But I'll see. We'll see. I don't know. And happy thank birthday, you guys. Dustin. As oh, well. thank you. Yay. Yay. Happy birthday. Yeah, go buy Dustin a coffee for his birthday. Yeah. There you go. I'll, I'll take it. a coffee for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys again. And I will talk to everyone later. Dustin out. Bye. Woo. <laughs>